Hi, I'm Eric, and this is Listen to Sleep, slow, quiet stories to help you fall asleep. I hope you all enjoyed the last bonus episode by Zoe Brown, the host of the Airing Cupboard podcast. I have listened to it three or four times now, and it's just such a beautiful story, and she did such a great job with it. So if you haven't checked it out, I encourage you to check out episode 65, Master Corneal's Secret. All the new episodes of the podcast are available without the introduction or ads on the Patreon. If you'd like to help support the podcast a little and help me live my dream of being a storyteller for a living, you can do that for $1 a month over at patreon.com slash listen to sleep. You'll also get access to over 10 hours of nature sounds I've recorded here at my cabin in Northern California and my eternal gratitude. This week, we're finishing up a story we started last week from In the Days of Giants, a book of Norse tales. First, let's take a deep breath. Let it out. Can you feel the inside of your hands? Let that awareness take you to the inside of your arms. Can you feel that? Can you feel the inside of your feet? The inside of your legs? Take another deep breath. And let it out. And just relax and let your mind settle down while I read to you. The Dwarf's Gifts, Part Two. That is your fault, brother, returned the smith crossly. If you had not let the bellows stand still, the handle would have been long enough. Yet, as it is, we shall see, we shall see. I think it will at least win for you Red Loki's head. Take the three gifts, brother, such as they are, and bear them to Asgard. Let all the gods be judges between you and Loki. Which gifts are the best, his or yours? But stay... I may as well tell you the secrets of your three treasures, or you will not know how to make them work. Your toy that is not wound up is of no use at all. Which is very true, as we all know. Then he bent over and whispered in Brock's ear, and what he said pleased Brock so much that he jumped straight up into the air and capered like one of Thor's goats. What a clever brother you are, to be sure, he cried. At that moment, Loki, who had ceased to be a gadfly, came in grinning with his three gifts. Well, are you ready? he asked. Then he caught sight of the three gifts which Brock was putting into his sack. 
hoe, a pig, a ring, and a stub-handled hammer, he shouted. Is that all you have? Fine gifts indeed. I was really growing uneasy, but now I see that my head is safe. Let us start for Asgard immediately, where I promise you that I, with my three treasures, shall be thrice more welcome than you with your stupid pig, your ugly ring, and your half-made hammer. So together they climbed to Asgard, and there they found the Asir sitting in the great judgment hall on the Ida Plain. There was Father Odin, on his high throne, and his two ravens at his head, and his two wolves at his feet. There was Queen Frigg by his side, and about them were Balder the Beautiful, Frey, and Freya, the fair brother and sister, the mighty Thor, with Sif, his crop-haired wife, and all the rest of the great Asir who lived in the upper world above the homes of men. Brother Asir, said Loki, bowing politely, for he was a smooth rascal. We have come each with three gifts, the dwarf and I, and you shall judge which be the most worthy of praise. But if I lose, I, your brother, I lose my head to this crooked little dwarf. So he spoke hoping to put the Asir on his side from the first, for his head was a very handsome one, and the dwarf was indeed an ill-looking fellow. The gods, however, nodded gravely and bade the two show what their gifts might be. Then Loki stepped forward to the foot of Odin's throne, and first he pulled from his great wallet the spear Gungnir, which could not miss aim. This he gave to Odin, the All-Wise. And Odin was vastly pleased, as you may imagine, to find himself thenceforth an unequaled marksman. So he smiled upon Loki kindly and said, Well done, brother. Next, Loki took out the promised hair for Sif, which he handed Thor with a grimace. Now, when the golden locks were set upon her head, they grew there like real hair, long and soft and curling, but still real gold. So that Sif was more beautiful than ever before, and more precious too. You can fancy how pleased Thor was with Loki's gift. He kissed lovely Sif before all the gods and goddesses, and vowed that he forgave Loki for the mischief which he had done in the first place, since he had so nobly made reparation. Then Loki took out the third gift, all folded up like a paper boat, and it was the ship Skidbladnir. I am sorry they did not give it a prettier name. This he presented to Frey the Peaceful, and you can guess whether or not Frey's blue eyes laughed with pleasure at such a gift. Now, when Loki stepped back, all the Aesir clapped their hands and vowed that he had done wondrous well. You will have to show us fine things, you dwarf, 
quoth Father Odin, to better the gifts of Red Loki. Come, what have you in the sack you bear upon your shoulders? Then the crooked little Brock hobbled forward, bent almost double under the great load which he carried. I have what I have, he said. First, out he pulled the ring, Draupnir, round as roundness and shining of gold. This the dwarf gave to Odin, and though it seemed but little, yet it was much. For every ninth night, out of this ring, he said, would drop eight other rings of gold, as large and as fair. Then Odin clapped his hands and cried, Oh, wondrous gift! I like it even better than the magic spear which Loki gave. And all the other Asir agreed with him. Then out of the sack came grunting gold bristle, the hog, all of gold. Brock gave him to Frey to match the magic ship of Loki. This gold bristle was so marvelously forged that he could run more swiftly than any horse on air or water. Moreover, he was a living lantern, for on the darkest night he bristled with light like a million-pointed star, so that one riding on his back would light the air and sea like a firefly wherever he went. This idea pleased Frey mightily, for he was the merriest of the gods, and he laughed aloud. Tis a wondrous fine gift, he said. I like old gold bristle even better than the compressible boat, for on this lusty steed I can ride about the world when I am tending the crops and the cattle of men and scattering the rain upon them. Master Dwarf, I give my vote to you. And all the other Asir agreed with him. Then, out of the sack, Brock drew the third gift. It was the short-handled hammer named Mjolnir. And this was the gift which Sindri had made for Thor, the mightiest of the gods. And it was the best gift of all. For with it, Thor could burst the hardest metal and shatter the thickest mountain, and nothing could withstand its power. But it never could hurt Thor himself, and no matter how far or how hard it was thrown, it would always fly back into Thor's own hand. Last of all, whenever he so wished, the great hammer would become so small that he could put it in his pocket, quite out of sight. But Brock was sorry that the handle was so short, all owing to his fault, because he had let the bellows rest for that one moment. When Thor had this gift in his hand, he jumped up with a shout of joy. Tis a wondrous Fine gift, he cried, with short handle or with long, and I prize it even more than I prize the golden hair of Sif, which Loki gave. For with it, 
I shall fight our enemies, the frost giants, and the mischievous trolls, and the other monsters, Loki's friends. And all the Aesir will be glad of my gift, when they see what deeds I shall do therewith. Now, if I may have my say, I judge that the three gifts made by Sindri the dwarf are the most precious that may be. So Brock has gained the prize of Loki's red head. A sorry recompense indeed for gifts so masterly. Then Thor sat down, and all the other Asir shouted that he had spoken well, and that they agreed with him. So Loki was like to lose his head. He offered to pay instead a huge price if Brock would let him go. But Brock refused. The red head of Loki for my gift, he insisted, and the gods nodded that it must be so, since he had earned his wish. But when Loki saw that the count was all against him, his eyes grew crafty. Well, take me then, if you can, he shouted, and off he shot like an arrow from a bow for Loki had on magic shoes, with which he could run over sea or land or sky, and the dwarf could never catch him in the world. Then Brock was furious. He stood stamping and chattering, tearing his long beard with rage. I am cheated, he cried. I have won, but I have lost. Then he turned to Thor, who was playing with his hammer, bursting a mountain or two and splitting a tree here and there. Mighty Thor, begged the dwarf, catch me the fellow who has broken his word. I have given you the best gift, your wonderful hammer. Catch me then the boasting red head, which I have fairly bought. Then Thor stopped his game and set out, in pursuit of Loki, for he was ever on the side of fairness. No one, however fleet, can escape when Thor follows, for his is the swiftness of a lightning flash. So he soon brought Loki back to Ida Plain, and gave him up a prisoner to the dwarf. I have you now, boaster, said Brock fiercely, and I will cut off your red head in the twinkling of an eye. But just as he was about to do as he said, Loki had another sly idea. Hold, Sir Dwarf, he said. It is true that you have won my head, but not the neck, not an inch of the neck. And all the gods agreed that this was so. Then Brock was puzzled indeed, for how could he cut off Loki's head? without an inch of the neck, too. But this he must not do, or he knew the just Asir would punish him with death. So he was forced to be content with stopping Loki's boasting in another way. He would sew up the bragging lips. He brought a stout, strong thread and an awl to bore the holes. And in a twinkling, he had stitched up the lips of the sly one, firm and fast. So, for a time at least, he put an end to Loki's boasting 
and his taunts and his lies. It is a pity that those mischief-making lips were not fastened up forever, for that would have saved much of the trouble and sorrow which came after. But at last, after a long time, Loki got his lips free, and they made great sorrow in Asgard for the gods and on earth for men, as you shall hear. Now, this is the end of the tale which tells of the dwarf's gifts, and especially of Thor's hammer, which was afterwards to be of such service to him and such bane to the enemies of the Aesir. And that also you shall hear before all is done. Good night.